0: Old-fashioned football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live-in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet one hundred dollars, win one hundred dollars at SportsGamblingPodcast dot com slash WinBet. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash W Y N N B E T.
1: Old fashioned football.
0: You make this deal right now, you pancake eating mother.
1: All right, so deal.
0: Old Fashioned Football. Welcome, welcome to a spooky version of Old Fashioned Football. Okay, so it's really kind of the old same version of Old Fashioned Football. Thank you to Paul Stevie for bringing us in. Before I yammer for too much, let me bring in my co-host, Miranda. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. It's Halloween. And we are going to have some fun on the show today and bring you different Stats and information than usual, I guess. Yeah, some tricks yeah, or we, some treats, I mean. We're ha- <laughs> tricks and treats. Yeah, Figure out treats. what the trick is, but we'll bring you some treats. Um, we're halfway through the season, which means we have a lot more data to sort through and we're seeing some interesting things now that we have some really good stats.
0: Absolutely. And we're going to get to some of those things that are interesting, especially from this weekend. But before we do, speaking of treats, Miranda, what are we drinking today?
1: We are drinking Basil Hayden Dark Rye.
0: Yes, and it's um, very excited to talk about this one and to drink this one mainly. More excited to drink it than talk about it, but excited to talk about it too.
1: <laughs> yes, more to come on that towards the end of the show. Yeah,
0: so um, if uh, we talked a little bit of trick-or-treats, it is Halloween after all, and um, and if you played against these guys, you probably felt like you were being tricked. If you had them playing, it was a treat for you. But um, you might need a drink if you played against these guys. Miranda, why don't you give us the first one that just had a really good performance this oh, week? Oh,
1: absolutely. Running back for the Saints, Alvin Kamara. He finished with 38.3 points, 62 rushing yards, a rushing touchdown, nine catches, 96 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns. He got you three touchdowns.
0: Yeah, insane. Um it apparently it was a week for three touchdowns and just a reminder if you haven't listened to us before, we're using half PPR points cuz it's right in the middle. Running back for the Cowboys, Tony Pollard, Zeke sat out so it was the Pollard show and honestly, I really I all year I have said Pollard is better than Zeke. That's nothing against what Zeke has contributed to the Cowboys, but I always think he's better against our Bears. Um, So (laughs) it was a trick to me. 33.2 points. That was 131 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns, and he did add one reception for 16 yards.
1: Another one for you, Christian McCaffrey, 49ers, finished with 36.26 points. He had 34 passing yards, one passing touchdown. 94 rushing yards, 1 rushing touchdown, 8 catches, 55 receiving yards, and 1 receiving touchdown. Wow.
0: Yes, um, already making good on the trade for the 49ers, I suppose. I would say so.
1: They're getting him right in there, and he is... Playing big for him.
0: First running back to have, or first player, I guess, to have a passing, rushing, and receiving touchdown since 2005 when LaDainian Tomlinson did it.
1: Look at you whipping out that information. I know. <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> I also believe he's only the second since I think the 1970s era, but um, but the Ladanian Tomlinson one I know for sure. Another three-touchdown player running back for the Panthers, Dont' Foreman. 31.8 points. He had 118 rushing yards and three touchdowns and a two-point conversion what what is with these three touchdown players
1: that it's is insane crazy uh now this next one <clears throat> still sucked if you played against him but he didn't get that three touchdowns <laughs> no. against
0: you a guy you're very familiar with
1: Yes. running back for the titans derrick henry finished with 35.3 with 219 rushing yards two rushing touchdowns and one catch for nine yards
0: i believe you kept him for 60 dollars
1: I did, because, for performances like this.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, elite running back, you knew there weren't going to be many in the draft, so might as well keep them. Paid off today, or yesterday, I should say. Um, next up, a player for me. If you played against him, you didn't have a good day. Sorry, Justin Kinsey, who I played against. Wide receiver for the Eagles, A.J. Brown, 36.6 points. He had six catches, 156 receiving yards. Another three-touchdown player, three receiving touchdowns.
1: Crazy. Wide receiver for the Cardinals, DeAndre Hopkins finished with 27.9 points with six catches, 159 receiving yards, and one touchdown. Just one touchdown, but those 159 receiving yards and the catches really did good for people. You
0: have him, don't you? I do. I believe you do. And, and he's already paying off for those that kept him during his suspension, mm-hmm. knowing that he was going to pay off. He is paying off. So it, it reminds me um, of the John Wick scene where he says, people keep asking if I'm back, I'd say I'm back. And that's just what I think <laughs> um, when he comes out and does a performance like that. Uh, moving on to our next player that you might need a drink if he played against a wide receiver for the Dolphins, Jalen Waddle. not your Tyreek Hill. Who also had a pretty good game, but Jalen Waddle, 26.6 points, 8 catches, 106 yards, and two touchdowns.
1: And our last one for you, points wise, not gonna be as impressive as the previous players we've listed, but will be if you put him in as your tight end this week. Yeah. Jets tight end, Tyler Conklin, finished with twenty two point nine points with six receptions for seventy nine yards and two touchdowns. Now that is a surprise. And I'm sure if you played, put him in your lineup, whoever you played against was not expecting your tight end to get that many points.
0: And they found, excuse me, geez, they found all these performances. <laughs> I'm choked up over them. They found all these performances spooky to play against. No, nothing. I got, you you
1: got to stop with it.
0: Did I, did I run out of the spooky uh, You spooky ran out lines? of the
1: spooky. <laughs> n- no, you're just, there's no spooky. <laughs> you're not spooky.
0: You can bet that those were some really good performances. And speaking of bet, are you ready to win some money on WinBet and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet hour the Winbet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During Winbet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on Winbet, giving you a larger pay- payout opportunity. Woo! Say that 5 times fast. Great promos, promos, odds and payouts are happening right now at Winbet. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, Winbet has what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100 can't beat that there's so much to choose from all you have to do is head over to sports winbet com slash so that they know we sent you that's sports gambling slash w-i-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today offer subject change. terms and conditions at winbet.com must put to an older and present in state where a play through winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 also, don't miss out on your opportunity to win free stuff. That's right. Sports Gambling Podcast is giving you a chance to win your choice of either an autograph Lawrence Taylor or autograph Brian Dawkins jersey. Contest is completely free to enter. All you have to do is step one, subscribe to youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Step two, comment on a video. Each video is a new chance to win, so comment on all of them. Step three, turn your notifications on so you don't miss SGP contacting you when they pull the winner. Alright, now speaking of some scares, Miranda, let's talk about some injury scares. Get on your injury report here, and why don't you kick us off?
1: Alright, I've got Ravens tight end Mark Andrews. This one definitely impacted me this week. He um, went out of the game with a shoulder injury. This is something to keep an eye on. If he misses time, Isaiah Likely is likely, I just can't resist, ah. automatically relevant. We,
0: we love good jokes around here.
1: I'm going to steal your turn, Justin, because I've got another Ravens player. And while we're talking keep about going. the Ravens, I'm going to, yeah, keep it going. Ravens wide receiver Rashad Bateman aggravated his foot injury in Thursday's game. They are now saying it's more serious than they originally thought, and he will miss at least a week or two. I think this injury is going to elevate Devin DuVernay and James Prochet.
0: Yeah. Prochet. Sounds French. Prochet. 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 <laughs> um, Another one to keep an eye on, and I'm sure all the owner or managers are freaking out on this. Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup. Day-to-day after spraining his ankle, they said he's got some fluid swelling. I can relate, Cooper. I can <laughs> relate. Uh, keep an eye on this. If he misses time, it, of course, would elevate our guy Alan Robinson and Ben Scourneck since Alan Robinson hasn't seemed to be very relevant
1: he has not unfortunately I've got another one Patriots wide receiver Devonte Parker suffered a knee sprain he's likely only missing one game and this would help Jacoby Myers
0: I traded for this mother beep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Packer's wide receiver Alan Lazard got injured the day the game after I traded for him. Who was ruled out the day before the game started with a shoulder in- injury? We got to keep monitoring this one. Um, if he continues to miss, we'll see Romeo Dubs and Samori Toure get more playing time as wide receiver Christian Watson also left the, the last game with a concussion. So Lazard and Watson both looking like they might be out. We'll see how that plays out.
1: These injury reports, they just they stay consistently long. Oh, yeah. They're lengthy. Last one, though, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong. You're wrong. I'm wrong. I am wrong. I didn't know you had another one. (laughs) Last one for you. Last one for me. Saints running back Mark Ingram suffered a grade 2 MCL sprain. He's likely out on a a month, I think. Um, He's backup running back, so it doesn't have a ton of effect. If anything, I think this is going to help me and help anyone else who has rostered Taysom Hill.
0: Yeah, I agree with you there. He'll get more carries. Um, Last on our injury report, Jamar Chase. Torn hip labrum um, has just some hip injuries in general, but the hip labrum tear is the big thing. Going to be out three to four weeks. They thought they were going to put him on injured reserve. Turns out they are not. This benefits Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. Now, we haven't seen how they will do without Chase yet as they're playing right now against the Browns in the Battle of Ohio, as you mm-hmm. pointed out. Um, and it's 0-0 in the first quarter. So, I mean, we don't we don't have any... In- Inclination there of how that's going to affect them, except that they aren't scoring points yet. So, Justin, yeah,
1: now that we've concluded the injury report, why don't you give us our Sir Throes a lot for this week?
0: All righty. Well, this week's Sir Throes a lot is drummo, please. Woo! the dog (laughs) jumped up at that one. We have a tie between Kyler Murray and old man Tom Brady, both with only 44. A week that apparently had much more focus on the run because this is our first week that Sir Throws A Lot hasn't thrown for over 50 times.
1: It is. This is disappointing. Not it, a very high throwing Sir Throws A Lot week.
0: It isn't. Um, so normally this is when we talked about studs and duds. Well, we already talked about the studs with all those players who had three touchdowns and a bunch of points. But why don't we talk about some duds? Let's, I mean,
1: there's a lot of them. Let's give some of them away. Yeah,
0: this was spooky. If they were on <laughs> your team, this quit week.
1: it. I can't handle that. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'm just gonna kick us off. Raiders quarterback Derek Carr. I cried a little. Um, Herbert was on a bye. was he not? Yes, he was. He was. Yep. I I said it, and I was like, wait a second, because these weeks are starting to go. They're just starting he's to blending. melt into each other. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, did I just say he's on a bye and he wasn't?" Because I would sound really stupid. Okay, <laughs> Raiders quarterback Derek Carr, projected seventeen. He finished with one point nine four. I'm angry at him.
0: He was benched right. too. Mm-hmm. Um, they put in Jurt Stidham. Yes. Um, Why don't be- you
1: just take everything away? Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Um. <laughs>
0: just yeah. Just uh, just they. I don't know. It was a terrible performance. Mm-hmm. Another quarterback that had a terrible performance, Malik Willis. Um, If you threw him in, because he started for Ryan Tannehill, who's out, um, hoping for some of that rushing upside that he brings. He was projected 14.3. He finished with 1.4. They only had him throw the ball 10 times. Now, this is supposed to be their quarterback of the future, the franchise quarterback. Mm -hmm. They only trusted him to throw it 10 times. I understand you have Derrick Henry, but isn't that bad for his ego?
1: I, I don't know. I mean, Her- Derrick Henry had a hell of a game, though.
0: He did. But I just think, you know, you're like, eh, we only want you to throw it 10 times. Like, that kind of game plan doesn't show much confidence. Yeah, maybe not. But maybe anyways. Not. And he didn't even run for a lot, obviously. He only had 1.4 points. <laughs> but anyways,
1: go <laughs> on. Another Raiders player for you here, running back Josh Jacobs. Also affected me. Did not have him in the same league as Derrick Carr, but... He was projected 18. He finished with only 6.4.
0: Speaking of affecting you, we played each other in the Listener League. Mm -hmm. It'll all depend on how this game turns out. It will. Yes. Um, Yes. You are projected to win. I know. You do know. I figured you knew. I
1: I knew. uh, Here I was, being all nice to you. I don't know why. (laughs) Um,
0: You didn't want to point (laughs) out when you
1: When we played each other the other week, You really rubbed it in when I was losing. You're
0: right. Yeah, you should be rubbing it in. That's why I said it first before you could. Oh, you
1: took it away. I actually wasn't going to rub it in, but now, (laughs) see, I feel like I'm off my game here.
0: I guess. Um, Well, you know, somebody else who was disappointing and off their game, Colts running back Jonathan Taylor, projected 15.9, finished with 5.6. Look, this was the guy that was drafted number one overall in most drafts, and he just hasn't made good on it. No. You got more Raiders players for us, don't you?
1: I do. I have you another one. I was <laughs> like, I have three Raiders players who were just duds for me. Raiders, wide receiver, Devontae Adams. Clearly the Raiders, I don't know what they did this what they were doing this week, but Nothing. projected exactly. <laughs> projected 15.7, finished with he didn't even get me a point. <laughs> no. Not even a, a point. Finished with zero point seven. Thank y- you, Devontae Adams.
0: You know who else I'm sure was a little upset with his performance? Your Uncle Paul.
1: Oh, I know. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was upset with everything. Right, <laughs> but, exactly. <yes.
0: laughs> um, another one we have is Rams tight end Tyler Higby, projected 8.7, which isn't a lot, but tight ends are so scarce it seems like. Finished with 2.5. But wait, wait, wait. I got another stud to add, Miranda. Speaking of tight no, ends. Well, we
1: were talking about
0: duds right now. I know, but we didn't no, talk about you this guy. No, just
1: have to move. No, we, we <laughs> cut the studs this week nope we no he did not make the stud list
0: he didn't have a blow game but
1: no justin he was only projected 7.4 <laughs> no.
0: and finally having a good game with five receptions on nine targets 80 yards and a touchdown the pitts passion is back kyle pitts having himself <laughs> a game <laughs>
1: He's giving you a roller coaster that's for sure.
0: She's sitting over there across from me with her arms folded like I, I said no but you're <laughs> continuing to go on and I don't know what to do about it because you're controlling the recording. <laughs> Pitt's passion is back it has been a roller coaster um, mostly downs mostly downs but mostly
1: like nothing.
0: you know you know any type of passion has a mostly roller coaster off the roller coaster. <laughs> Any type of passion is a roller coaster, honey. And (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Um, So, we said we're going to do things a little different this Mm -hmm. week. And you alluded to the fact that we're going to talk a little bit about some surprises. Yes. So, instead of market movers, we're going to look at the top ten in each position since we're in the middle of the season. This is based off of half PPR rankings. Um, And, yeah, let's kick it off with quarterbacks.
1: Okay. I'm going to give you currently... From today's standings, the top 10 quarterbacks. Number one, Josh Allen, followed by Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes coming in at fifth ranked, fifth. Kyler Murray, <clears throat> Geno Smith, Marcus Mariota. There he is creeping in there, Justin. Yep. Daniel Jones and 10th. Are you sure that your stats are correct here?
0: Absolutely.
1: Tenth ranked quarterback Justin Fields. Yeah. Which of these surprises you? Because I know, I, I, when I put Justin Fields in there at ten, that was a you know. The the
0: last four are a bit of a surprise, mm-hmm. aren't they? Um, you
1: said at the beginning of the season, Mariota was going to be top ten. He was going to be up there. And I was there very he is, high on Mariota, sitting at number seven.
0: Yeah, and it's surprising because he hasn't necessarily done all that well. But he does have good rushing ability. Uh, the top three, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, not really a surprise. Do you
1: know what surprises me? What's that? Derek Carr isn't in there, and I <laughs> banked on him being a top 10.
0: You would think adding Devontae Adams would be what it t- yes. T- took. Yes.
1: There's also, not a surprise to me, but I know a surprise to a lot of Denver fans, Russ Wilson is not a top 10 quarterback.
0: And a lot of people that we were in auction leagues with, they went. Cra- he got drafted yes. higher than Patrick Mahomes. He in did.
1: One he people spent money on him in the yes. leagues we were in. And look at, he's not on that top ten list midseason.
0: No, he's ranked seventeenth right now.
1: Seventeenth. You hear yeah. that, Denver fans, and all you crazy people who spent all your capital on <laughs> Russell Wilson.
0: Who else does this list not have? That's a surprise to you. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Not yep. a
1: surprise. His performances have been a surprise. Yes. Yeah. He's got a lot going on at home. And I don't know if that's affecting his play or anything. But, yeah, it's it's shocking we'll, to see Tom Brady not in that list. I
0: think we'll see now because the divorce is finalized. It's all done with. So, mm-hmm. we'll see if that was what was getting in the way or what. No, Aaron Rodgers, we're happy to report. I know. <laughs> now, we thought, I think we were both on the same page thinking it would be a down mm-hmm. year for him. Mm-hmm. Um, just because he doesn't have any proven receivers. No. Um, but, yeah, he's not in the top four or the top ten. Sorry. The... Yeah, if you look at Geno Smith, Marcus Mariota, Dan Jones, and Justin Fields, that's a surprise in the top it ten. Is. All four of them.
1: Yes, it is, and and I know you were saying it. You know, we when we were drafting this season, Lamar Jackson was the number one quarterback. Mm-hmm. Ar- it, it was arguable.
0: Josh Allen, Josh and Lamar, Allen, yeah. yeah.
1: But Josh Allen, yes, he. They're both up there. So, if you invested in either of those, you're sitting pretty good. Absolutely. And, yeah, they're they're up there. And, Josh Allen, you you were saying, at least, I don't know if we said it on the show or not, but you definitely, you're a huge, I know you're big I'm, on Josh Allen. I'm and a big Josh Allen fan, His yeah. numbers, he is the number one right now. Yep.
0: Um, <laughs> kind of a funny thing here, just to do a little jab at Broncos fans. <laughs> they traded away so much. To get Russ Wilson. Uh-huh. And I understand fantasy football rankings doesn't necessarily negate performance on the field or wins losses. But in this situation, it does. They traded mm-hmm. so much for Russ Wilson. And Russ Wilson's backup, Geno Smith, is performing so much better than him. that I, I said it on the NFL Gambling Podcast show, I think it was. But I stick to the fact that I think that'll be go down as one of the worst trades in sports history. Uh-huh. All sports. Um, he just, the
1: the worst trade in the history of sports.
0: Yes. (laughs) I think they gave up two first rounders. They gave up Noah Fant. They Mm -hmm. gave up a good defensive end. Like they traded the farm for this guy and he is not performing. But anyways, (laughs) um, I also, um, Marcus Mariota was my bet for comeback player of the year. Mm -hmm. So I hope he keeps ascending. Why don't we move on to, um, running running backs. backs.
1: Why don't you give us that list? All
0: right. So, we have Austin Eckler at number one, Christian McCaffrey at number two, Saquon Barkley, then Derrick Henry. Fifth is Nick Chubb. Sixth is Josh Jacobs. Number seven, Ramonde Stevenson. Number eight, Leonard Fournette. Number nine, Aaron Jones. I don't think there's ten here. <laughs> two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I listed nine.
1: <laughs> pull up pull up our spreadsheet. Any, any surprises
0: <laughs> by you while I uh, dig into who's number ten?
1: Well, looking at this, I'm thinking back to, um, I don't remember like the exact order of rankings at the beginning of the season for running backs, but looking at our top five, four or five, top four, you have those injury-prone running backs that are up there. And I like, I stayed away from CMC and Saquon Barkley. I did keep Derrick Henry because I had no other options in the league, which I'm not upset about now. I was nervous going into the season. I didn't know if he was going to stay healthy, but even Austin Eckler, hasn't he been,
0: he's had some injuries. He's had some injuries Um, too. I do know when we were going through like the, the dollar amounts in Mm -hmm. our preseason, we both were on Austin Eckler and saying spend for him. But he was significantly lower than like Christian McCaffrey. He was, and or I, I, picked Henry. Austin
1: Eckler up in a couple of our leagues, and <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not upset about it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I, I was all in on Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley, but ended up only drafting him in one because it was like a, hey, I think he's back, but I'm too nervous to put too much into it. Um,
1: Seeing it, Leonard Fournette in there, I would have won a bet last year.
0: Yeah, you would have. You would have. But he didn't make it last year. I
1: know, Justin.
0: This year, though, so far.
1: (laughs) Neither one of us won the bet last year. Right. You were wrong. It went right in the
0: middle, yep. I would have been right had it been
1: this year.
0: Ramondi Stevenson at seven. That's Mm -hmm. interesting. Um, He's become a kind of a uh, PPR machine. Now, this is half PPR, but still good points. Um, Who don't you see on this list?
1: You know who I don't see? Which surprises me because I was – like, he's going to be the guy this year. Joe Mixon. Yeah. Najee Harris. People spent a lot of money. I spent a lot of money on Najee Harris.
0: <laughs> um, um,
1: Probably the biggest surprise, who was the number one ranked running back at the start of the season?
0: Yeah. Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> not in the top 10 right now.
1: No. He was the, the top spender. And I, I tried to get Jonathan Taylor, and I... He even went I had round, my limits. Yeah, he on went money. for
0: around seventy bucks. Yes. I did league. not
1: spend sixty two is my top dollar for <laughs> a, a player this year. But yeah, he went higher than I could afford. And thank goodness, because I don't know where I'd be sitting right now. Right. If I had spent all my money on Jonathan Taylor and he's not even a top ten running back right yeah, mid season. Exactly.
0: Yep. Um gosh, it's just that's mm-hmm. it's one of the things that makes fantasy football fun but also frustrating. Delvin
1: Cook isn't in this list either.
0: No, nope, he falls just outside the top 10. Um, a guy that was supposed to have a bigger kind of bigger role pass catching in this new offense. Um, by the way, I looked it up. Number 10, unfortunately, not relevant anymore because he's out for the season. Brees Hall mm. uh, for the Jets.
1: That's also a sup- well, it, it depends su- on the who, whose league you were in. Because yeah. us Iowa people, our leagues, Brees Hall like went for crazy money. Um, but
0: up until the start of the yeah. season, he was their backup. Yes, it, it was mm-hmm. all Michael Carter still our starter. Yep. <laughs> that, so I that mean, rhymed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Justin, he's had too much of his old fashioned. It's, <laughs> it's, it's getting low. <laughs> we have any in dinner? Um, no. So yeah, I think that that's a surprise to have him in there at number ten. He's obviously not going to finish at number ten.
0: Right. Yeah. So
1: we'll have to see how He'll this fall list out changes as the season goes.
0: Mm-hmm. I think um, <laughs> check back towards the end of the year because we're going to list. We're going to go through each position of who we said you should or shouldn't spend money for and see if mm-hmm. we were right, if it was a good choice or not. We're going to kind of check ourselves check in ourselves front of you guys. ourselves and be embarrassed? Yep, that's okay. right. Okay. Hey, <laughs> you know what? We're going to brag when we're right, and we'll call our bullshit when we're wrong. It's okay. There's going to be a lot of bullshit <laughs> that we're going to have
1: to wade through. Okay, wide receivers for you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Number one, Stefan Diggs. Tyreek Hill, which... I told you.
0: You were all I over I told that. you. Tyree
1: Kill. Yep. Cooper Cup coming in at three. <clears throat> Jalen Waddell, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown at number seven. Devontae Adams, even though he had a shit week, he's <laughs> still hanging in there at number eight for wide receiver. C.D. Lamb. And to finish us off, Mike Evans, number 10.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the biggest surprise <laughs> here for me Two Dolphins in the top five. I did not think Tua, and it wasn't always Tua because he was hurt mm-hmm. a game. Um, I didn't think that he was going to be able to kind of feed these receivers how they need to be fed. That's why I was out on Tyreek Hill. You were all in on Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. and You
1: don't have – he's talented.
0: He is. He's a fast guy. I know guy it, we didn't
1: know what we were going to get yeah. like with Tua – And him. Right.
0: And it it seems to work out. Good. Um, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase were the top two uh, drafted as far as dollar amounts in auction leagues. Mm -hmm. Um, So seeing them at five and six is interesting. Stefan Diggs. I'm not surprised because who's he got thrown to him? Josh Allen. Uh, Any surprises for you?
1: I'll tell you what's a surprise. What I, it kind of sucks. There's no Chargers receivers in this list. <laughs> Keenan Allen, he's been out. Mike Williams hasn't been doing much either. Um, so that's disappointing because I know I bragged about my stack with Justin Herbert and my wide receivers. Yep. Um, another surprise. No Broncos players. Yeah. The wide receivers for the Broncos went for more money than they should have gone in all of our drafts.
0: Yeah, they they both averaged over $20 in all of it our It was drafts. all
1: the Russ hype that yep. did not pan out. And yeah. so they're...
0: Not a surprise to you and me.
1: No, I didn't think... Yeah, we both
0: were like, so. what is going on? I specifically remember the clip of you saying, what is going on with these Broncos players? <laughs> because everybody was just all in on them. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it didn't make sense to us so
1: anyone in here that you really didn't think was gonna be a oh. top 10
0: well Tyreek Hill I mean I, well
1: okay aside from,
0: oh. aside from the Dolphins players yeah um I only now at the beginning of the season I wouldn't have said this but because Dak Prescott missed four and a half games mm-hmm. five and a half maybe four and a half five and a half around there CeeDee Lamb. Lamb at number nine surprises <laughs> me um because their offense wasn't exactly doing great. I mean, obviously they won mm-hmm. games, but that was because of the defense. So the fact that Cooper Rush kept him relevant is great for fantasy managers, but a surprise to me. Yeah, for sure. How about you? You got any surprises in the top 10 there?
1: I think really honestly, just to see two Dolphins players. Yeah, I, I I've had this feeling about Tyreek Hill and I was all in on him in were. many leagues. Um, But seeing Jalen Waddle in there was shocking to me. And seeing him where he is. Yeah. He's hundred- only two p- spots behind Tyreek Hill. He's at four.
0: Right, yeah. Another guy you were all in on is not anywhere in this top ten. Do you know who I'm speaking of?
1: Who are you talking about?
0: Juju Smith-Schuster.
1: Okay, uh, Chiefs players. I gave up on the Chiefs a couple weeks ago. But
0: initially, you were all in on Juju Smith-Schuster. Well, because somebody
1: had to fill Tyreek's shoes on that team with having... Mahomes, as a quarterback, one of those wide receivers you'd think would go off, but instead they're like, they can't, they're just all getting action.
0: (laughs) So he's not in top 10. What do you think he is? Top? Top 20. Nope.
1: Well, I could cheat right now and look (laughs) at the data.
0: (laughs) He's 30th. Yeah, mm-hmm. right at 30th, right behind Amon Ross St. Brown, who I know he had injuries, but everybody had hype on him as well. So
1: 30th still isn't bad for a wide receiver. It's not.
0: That would fit your wide, re- wide receiver two-ish. To
1: flex. Yeah, to yeah. flex.
0: Yep. So not a bad pickup. Just, I don't know if you planned on him being your wide receiver one on any leagues, but...
1: We don't need to talk about it anymore. <laughs>
0: talk about some more treats or maybe tricks, depending on who you drafted for tight ends. Um, in order of rankings, we've got Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Taysom Hill, Zach Ertz, TJ Hawkinson, Tyler Conklin, Dallas Goddard, David Njoku, Pat Farmouth, and Mike Gesicki. Any surprises for you? I mean, besides, let's get the elephant in the room out of the way here. Taysom Hill at three, really?
1: Yeah. Taysom Hill Taysom at three. Hill. I'm really happy about it. <laughs> I've know. been having just so much.
0: Hopefully like, you have been a repeat listener. Go ahead. You've had so much what? <laughs> I got to look like, <laughs> hey, I was talking over here.
1: It's not relevant. I mean, it's relevant to me, but I've had so much like luck in the you have. league that I've had him in. So anyway. This is why
0: I had to cut you off because yeah. you beat me in that league. Seeing uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Zach Ertz back up there at number four doesn't seem right.
0: Zach Ertz was a guy I was a little high on and thought he was being undervalued. Um, I was going to say, if you're a repeat customer or (laughs) customer.
1: (laughs) If you're a repeat customer of Zach Ertz?
0: No, if you're a repeat (laughs) listener of old-fashioned football, Miranda gave out Taysom Hill as a waiver wire pickup uh, right around when he started going off.
1: I did. And I got him.
0: and You did get him. I remember that. So that's why, you know. Listen to the show. We're helping you out here.
1: So not repeat customers of Zachers, but repeat Pe- listeners, listeners of us. <laughs> yeah, of
0: us. Um, getting. I did not customers. know where you were going with that. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> um, yeah. No, you threw out Taysom Hill mm-hmm. before he, um, kind of right when he started becoming very relevant in the fantasy mm-hmm. realm. What's um, that? David Njoku? Yeah. A guy that's always been talented, but it seems like they haven't been all in on him necessarily i mean they had austin hooper for a while but yeah he's had a great year tyler conklin of the jets
1: well and like okay so this is all like your top four ah, it's still so weird seeing Ertz back up there again but like your top top three to four tight ends are the relevant tight ends and then yes that you're gonna have other tight ends in your top 10 but they're not putting up the points that you're top one to three tight ends are putting up tight
0: ends a volatile market what tight end is a (laughs) volatile market (laughs) like it moves
1: do you know um what is shocking to me is that darren waller isn't up there
0: he's not um somebody that i listed in our preseason shows as my third tight end Mm -hmm. i moved travis kelsey to was it fourth or fifth do you remember off the top of your head i
1: don't but you had him down there
0: yeah i moved him to fourth Mm -hmm. or fifth
1: and i i got him for good value um Kittle isn't on this list either, and he is somebody that people still paid some money for oh, for yeah. a tight wow. end.
0: Part of that is we play with a lot of Iowa Hawkeye fans, and Kittle. That's part of it. We're kind of
1: Iowa biased, yeah. and so and we play with a lot of Iowa people who are also Iowa biased. And the,
0: yeah, and the reason I stayed away from him is he plays so <laughs> hard he's injury prone, right? And mm-hmm. week one, oh, he's out. Week yeah. two, oh, he's out.
1: And I have to say it, Justin. Oh,
0: I knew you were going to. Who's not in the top 10?
1: Your Pitts Passion.
0: Who I labeled as my number two behind Mark Andrews.
1: You spent money on Pitts.
0: In almost Stupid every league. Stupid money. <laughs> in almost every league.
1: Stupid money. I know.
0: And he has been, well, that's because I listened to you. You said pay for elite tight ends.
1: He wasn't an elite tight end. <laughs>
0: He finished
1: You this you made him an elite tight end in your fantasies.
0: So Justin. last year he finished eighth <laughs> with only one touchdown. And so I put you know, I made that whole case with Marcus Mariota, mm-hmm.
1: being with Arthur
0: Smith again. They um had made a fantasy relevant tight end and I'm blanking on Delaney Walker. Yeah, Delaney Walker. Was it yeah. Um yeah, for Tennessee. So I thought this was a slam dunk. But it's been such a disappointment. <laughs> Such a disappointment. Um, that is my-
1: why he is not in our stud list, even though you threw him in. You threw him in at the end of the dud list, Justin. <laughs> yeah. So I think a- that makes him more of a dud than a stud. A stud-dud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. if he's turning a corner or if that was an outlier, really.
1: All right. We've given you the top 10 quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends for midseason. season. Now, let's get into our waiver wires, because if you're like me, you are probably needing help in some league
0: yeah. at this point. <laughs> it, well, and you got a lot of buys, yes. injuries. You know, we talked to... I
1: had one league where all but one bench spot was on a buy.
0: I remember you showing <laughs> me that. You're like, look at my bench and bye, 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 bye. <laughs> it was like an NSYNC song. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye. Bye, bye. Um, bye. <laughs> yeah, so... We've you've probably noticed the past couple of weeks we've been doing a little bonus. So when we do our injury report, we talk about who that helps and we don't throw those players on the waiver wire every time so that you're getting more people that you can look at. But anyways, first on my list, quarterback for our Bears. Mm -hmm. I got in trouble for saying my Bears last week. Our Bears, our
1: Bears. Get it right.
0: Justin Fields, 41 percent rostered.
1: I suggested him
0: last week, and he was 46% rostered.
1: People dropped what? him. They're like, oh, he Justin's saying you better pick him up. I'm right. t- it's time to give him the boot.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, what
1: the hell, <laughs> He people? is a top 10 quarterback. Right.
0: Now, I'm assuming he was dropped because they had that matchup looming with a really good Dallas defense, right? But Fields looks to have unlocked the next level of his, of his game. Um, this last week, he set career high for touchdowns, quarterback rating, and passing percentage, He looked really good against the Patriots, and even though they lost big to the Cowboys, he looked really good against them. His rushing ability is almost making him an easy must-start. He just scored more points against the Dallas defense than Jalen Hurts did. Fields finished with 26.04 fantasy points against a good defense defense. And up next, he's got Miami, Detroit, Atlanta, and Jets. So not necessarily defense is known for stopping the quarterback. So this could be a really good stretch for Fields. If you have bye weeks, if you had an injury, or just if you're looking for some help. I mean, a lot of people stream quarterbacks, so Fields is a great option. I'd spend up to 15% help in a dynasty league, 20%. I, I was
1: going to say, I'm looking at him dynasty-wise, and yes. I know we're probably going to get in some fights here.
0: Um. <laughs> well, I get I roster <laughs> him in most leagues. So <laughs> the look I just got, I I had him in and contracted him in a lot last year. But you yes. did, yeah. you did.
1: But there are there maybe are a couple new years. leagues yep. where you don't have him in. Right? Yeah. Anyway, I'd be looking at him if you're in a dynasty league because he looks promising right now, and I yeah. think we're just starting to see the start of it.
0: Yeah. When he takes off running.
1: His it's running, exciting. it is, it excites yeah.
0: me. Um, yeah. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa! <laughs> I said it. The trick is on me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. No. He. I mean, he, I. This is probably sticking my foot in my mouth to some people, but when he runs, he looks like Lamar Jackson with the ball. He can make people miss. He can you run are for get big Collins yardage, for that. and, and that's okay. But I'm no, I—it's right it.
1: it. exciting to see him run. If he can't get it, he doesn't have an open player. he, yeah. he just gets it done on his own. He just runs, and he, he does get the first down,
0: especially on third downs. His third, third downs, down conversion yes. rate against the Patriots was insane. But mm-hmm. anyways, Justin okay. Fields, go pick <clears throat> him up. You'll thank me later.
1: Another quarterback here, not as promising as Justin <laughs> Fields, but. I still had to throw him in here. Taylor Heineke for the commanders. He's only rostered in 12% of leagues. Now I'm not saying pick him up and expect him to be great always, Um, (laughs) but he runs this offense better than Carson Wentz did. And with two wins in a row, he's showing he'll keep staying. He had 279 passing yards and a touchdown for 22 points against the Colts this past week. He's not going to put up huge numbers by any means, I don't think. Right. Um, but if you're like me and you need a bye week or like what I did is in my super flex league, I picked him up. One of my quarterbacks was on a bye and he still got me 15 points. Yeah. And it was a better option than other people I had out there to choose from. So he's going to be consistent for you. I think now maybe I'll eat my words later. (laughs) Um, but, yeah, if you you have a bye you need to fill or a two-quarterback super flex league, he's going to hold some value there. I might do 10% of fab if I'm in a bind.
0: And r- you got to remember, it's only been a second start mm-hmm. since he replaced Carson Wentz, so there's definitely the possibility he gets better. Because I said I thought he was a better um, option than Carson Wentz, so for sure. Um, my next one, running back for the Rams, Ronnie Rivers. Right now you're going, who? Only 4% of people apparently know who he is because he's only rostered in that many leagues. Um, He's a rookie out of Fresno Fresno State, and this Rams running back room has a big question mark over it. So Rivers may not stay relevant, so you have to really watch this. I would suggest getting Kyron Williams that I talked about last week if he's still available, which he's available in over 80% of leagues. So I would go get him. He's going to be a big part, but we don't know when he's going to be activated from injured reserve. In the meantime, this last week, actually saw Ronnie Rivers get more carries than Darrell Henderson, and he might be considered the lead back for now because it seems like Cam Akers is definitely done. He continues to be a healthy scratch. We've received no trade news as of yet, as of today. The deadline's tomorrow. But um, it, right now, the guy that stepped up was Ronnie Rivers. It wasn't a great game for him, but if he continues to get the carries, then you might need him, especially if you're desperate at running back.
1: I don't have a running back for you, but I do have a wide receiver Mac Hollins for the Raiders is only rostered in 12% of leagues. He has had some decent games this year. Week two, he had five catches on eight targets for 66 yards. Week three, he exploded for eight catches on 11 targets for 158 yards and a touchdown. He was a bit quiet the next couple weeks after that, but last week he did have 44 yards and a touchdown. And this week he had seven catches on eight targets for 64 yards. Um, I feel like Matt Collins, he's becoming a regular target in the Raiders offense, and they're normally playing from behind. (laughs) Sorry, Uncle Paul, therefore (laughs) needing to pass often. Um, I know I really kind of dissed on my Raiders players earlier because they had a shit week for me, but I do think Matt Collins is worth looking at.
0: For sure. Uh, I got wide receiver Damier Bird from the Falcons, former Bear, 0% rostered. Um, oh, sorry, I think I stepped in. Did you say your fab on Hollins?
1: Oh, no, I did not. I, I don't, don't think I so. did
0: fab on uh Rivers either. I wouldn't do any more than one to five percent. I I'm would not all in on him. If you're
1: doing anything you at least have to do one percent. You
0: do have to do one percent. <laughs> Some leagues do let you do zero percent and then it's like a just if you're the only person that put in. But yeah, I would do mm-hmm. one to five only. How about you for Hollins?
1: I would do I would look at five to ten percent of my fab for him. All right.
0: So, like I said, Damier Bird of the Falcons, former Bears, 0% rostered. i do about 5% fab. He's helping keep Marcus Mariota in the top 10 of quarterbacks, as we talked about earlier, um, the past two weeks anyways. Now, this Falcons offense we know is very uh, uh, run-oriented, but Bird is at double-digit fantasy points in the last two games. Last week, it was a big 75-yard catch for a touchdown, his only catch, but this week he did have three catches on six targets for 67 yards, and a touchdown. He's probably going to be hit or miss, um, but he does have that big play potential. He had that with the Bears as well. So if you're desperate and need some help on a bye week, I'd throw a 5% fab out for him.
1: Um, Tight end for you. Not another wide receiver. Tight end. Right. Tyler Conklin for the Jets. We just got done talking about how he is the sixth-ranked tight end mm-hmm. right now. Um, he's only 15% rostered and he's the 6th ranked tight end. Everyone has to have a tight end in their league. So that like
0: people are like I'm not picking a Jets player. Exactly,
1: up. <laughs> but he's the 6th ranked. So somebody like these things are missing out if they don't have him rostered considering where his ranking is at. I I mean, all that considered, it's still a tight end position. Right. I would probably do about 10% fab. Not all of his games have been Big. He's only. I hear I'm saying he's six. Frank get him, but he's only had two over double digit games. But he, we, you know, tight end is such a tricky spot. And this week, he showed he can be a big part of their offense when he caught the ball six times on ten targets for seventy nine yards and two touchdowns. That two touchdowns is going to get him some eyes.
0: Yeah, and you got to imagine that it gained some trust from Zach Wilson at quarterback too. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Just some other names to consider, because it's Halloween, so we're going to give out a couple more treats. Give him um, some treats. That's Passing right. Pass are out not, the candy. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to go into big detail here, but tight end Greg Dolchich of Denver, 46% rostered. He seemed to have taken over for Albert O. Tight end Evan Ingram of the Jags, 48% rostered. has had some good games recently. Tight end Tanner Hudson of Giants, only 2% rostered, but he filled in nicely for Daniel Bellinger, and then wide receiver Devin DuVernay for the Ravens. We already talked about him, but he's only 50% rostered, and if Rashad Bateman is going to miss more than a week, which even if he's just missing a week, DuVernay will be wide receiver one for at least a little bit. So, Miranda, Mm -hmm. why don't we talk about some whiskey?
1: Yes, let's get to one of our favorite parts of the show. As I said earlier, we are drinking Basil Hayden Dark Rye. I didn't even know they had a dark rye. I've seen, um, we've tried their Basil Hayden bourbon. Yeah. Um, I've seen the Basil Hayden toasted on the shelves. Yeah, yeah. Recently, I've really started to get into rye, and I was looking at the rye, and there was this very dark bottle of Basil Hayden. It was dark rye.
0: It's very dark.
1: Very. So I was, I, we wanted to try it, um, having not known it existed. This is definitely a craft whiskey from my definition. <laughs> um, th- but Basil Hayden's Dark Rye is a blend of Kentucky Rye whiskey, Canadian whiskey, and wait for it, a touch of port. Whoa. Now I need to clarify here because when I first looked at that, I was thinking, OK, you know, we've tried whiskeys and bourbons that are finished in port casks or we've seen them. I think we've only tried a couple. But they're good. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is not finished in port casks. It actually has port from California that is added to it and it, it's blended in with the Canadian whiskey and the Kentucky rye whiskey.
0: And if you don't know us, we love port. We love ports. Yes,
1: we do. <laughs> port around a fire pit. Yes, it's it's very
0: <laughs> Iowish of us. I feel <laughs> like <laughs> like we're sitting around a fire pit when it's a little bit cold on a fall day like today. Mm-hmm. Drinking port. The fire doesn't warm you as much as the port does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, back to Basil Hayden Dark Rye. Um, well, or just Basil Hayden. Yes,
0: I'm sorry. Um. You're going to say a line here about uh, telling a story while drinking. Quick story. Whoops. Quick story while speaking of port. Um, okay. Last last 4th of July. Not Well, 2 4th of July. He's going to kill you.
1: I ah, know where you're going because you're talking. Yeah,
0: yeah Two Fourth 4th of July ago, uh, my buddy Paul, who you hear, you hear him on uh, the beginning of our show and the end of our show playing mm-hmm. guitar, but our buddy Paul was visiting us and he had never had port before. We were sitting around a campfire <laughs> or a fire pit, I mean, our fire pit, yeah, our fire pit out back. we were sitting around it till I don't know like two in the morning or it something,
1: closer to three. three. It was a yeah. good night,
0: yes, but he had never had port, and we went through a bottle,
1: a whole bottle of port, yeah, between, between the three, the of, three us. of
0: us, and at one point he raises his glass and he says, "Oh, port, how I love thee!" <laughs> he really enjoyed his port, <laughs> he had never had it, but he liked it.
1: He didn't enjoy it later on in the night, which is where I thought you were going with the story, and now he's going to kill me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back, Proceed. back to whiskey. Just some background information on Basil Hayden. I didn't know this, but it's one of four small batch whiskeys produced by Jim Beam. So Jim Beam has Basil Hayden, Knob Creek, Booker's, and Baker's. I had no idea that they all four of those were... <clears throat> Rolled under Jim Beam. Yeah, rolled up under Jim Beam. Me neither. Yes. So um, Basil Hayden, though, it was actually, um, I want to say founded, I guess, or created by Booker No. He loved bourbon. He loved the craft of it, the character of it, the pour me another one and tell me a story of it. Um, Yeah, he loved what it could mean and all the things it could be, but he loved the way it tasted So, in Basil Hayden, he created the kind of whiskey he loved. um, Spicy, yet smooth. (laughs) Both rich and sweet. And, yeah, a high rye Kentucky straight bourbon.
0: Yeah, that's kind of where they started. Yeah, that's where they
1: started. It was with their Kentucky straight bourbon. Um, But to get down to Basil Hayden dark rye... We have seen, and I know we keep saying this, I feel like a lot of the whiskeys or bourbons we've tried on our show are more of the craft style, like bourbons. I know, like, beer has, craft beer is, like, so huge now, Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, for sure. bourbon, I feel like, is and whiskey is getting right up there with that, and it makes it so fun to try all these different whiskeys. But it, it definitely has three distinct flavors with the Kentucky Rye Whiskey, the... Canadian whiskey and the port the California port um so yeah they they begin making the dark rye with the Kentucky rye and it provides a firm foundation of spice oak and dried fruit and subtle molasses undertones and then from there they blend in the Canadian rye from their award-winning Alberta distillery And that is, it gets skillfully layered into the Kentucky rye. And then they finish it off with, I shouldn't say finish because it's not finished in port. Right. But from there, (laughs) they add a touch of California port and the port's complimentary notes of ripe fruit provide like a final layer to this whiskey.
0: We're so used to these bourbons or rye whiskeys or whatever that we've had. They're finished in like port barrels or, or sherry barrels or cab. Yeah. Um, yes. Casks and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And so it's really interesting that this one, it's, you know, like you said before, it's not finished. Mm-hmm. The port is layered in with it. So yeah. that's. It's,
1: this is a, this is good. It's like, like, I
0: feel like this is like a mad scientist <laughs> like, blending the best of rye, Canadian and port wine, yes. you know, like um, it's,
1: I, I forgot to mention too, that um, this is only 80 proof. Yeah. Which I feel like a lot of the whiskeys we've tried have at least 90. Right, yeah. This is a lower proof whiskey.
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go over a little bit of the the profiling here. So the aroma, which this is one of them that I have felt is very spot on. Oaky notes balanced with dark berries and molasses.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> you get, do you get molasses? Yeah, I smelled it while you said that.
0: I get a lot of molasses. Mm-hmm. But then a also...
1: Lot. The berry, like wine, I smell the wine. Oh, it smells so good! It makes you want to drink it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, So no, you drink. Now I get to tell you to drink again. I like that. The taste is a complex blend. They say of caramel, dried fruit, and oak, with back notes of spice and a rounded mouthfeel. Now I don't know what a rounded mouthfeel (laughs) means.
1: (laughs) It's just on their
0: (laughs) site. Excuse me. <laughs> she, she's tickled by herself. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I get a I get a lot of. Oh, you're choking now. No, I'm
1: just I'm still laughing at myself. Okay, sorry.
0: I get a lot of caramel, caramel and oak, and then spice is what I get. There's probably dried fruit in there, but mostly I get caramel.
1: I do get caramel. Sp- yeah,
0: it's very caramely.
1: Caramely spice. Caramel yep. spice.
0: It's There's it's, no burn for me. It's very it's smooth. sweet. Yeah, it I is. I
1: do have burn. Maybe I have chapped lips, but...
0: Mm-hmm. We did spend a lot of time outside we this They're weekend. They're kind of wind burnt. Yes.
1: Um, towards the tip of my tongue, though. The tip of the burnt. tongue
0: touches the top of the teeth. Every a time, time bit at you at the say back. tip of the tongue, that's what goes through my head. Um. Update on the game, even though y'all won't be hearing this while it's going on. Browns are up eight to nothing and driving down the field again. Um, the finish, lingering dried mm-hmm. fruit with a hint of sweetness and rice spice. I get a lot of rice spice at the end of it.
1: This is very sweet. It
0: is, yeah. And that's part of the, the port being added into it. Like mm-hmm. To me, I really pick up port flavor and i love it's, it's
1: very good okay so i'm not saying we're not saying oh this is okay so it's very good like yes. this is good i'm like really taking it in and i'm just thinking about how this is different from any whiskey i've tried
0: now we got this bottle recently and mm-hmm. i don't know if you paid attention to how much was left in it when i brought it up here but it is almost half drained <laughs> because
1: i'm trying it for the first time tonight <laughs>
0: Okay, How so, is it half drained? So there was um, a weekend when. And no,
1: I didn't pay attention to when you brought it up because <laughs> I didn't see you bring it up.
0: You must not have heard me say, "Wow, we're almost needing a new bottle you know, of my this." My mind, I, um, <laughs> Miranda and her mom had a little craft weekend, and, and I went. What
1: you just open our basil Hayden and drank it all?
0: And I went downstairs and sat by our um, electric fireplace.
1: And, and you opened our Basil
0: Hayden. <laughs> she looks so shocked at me right now.
1: Of all the bourbon and whiskey we have <laughs> down there, and you opened the Basil Hayden that we bought, that I, that yeah. I I bought it. Let's just, no, let's go back. You just had to bridle me up at some point, didn't you? Uh. I bought this to try on the show. You drink half a bottle of it on your own?
0: I, we're at half a bottle now after I poured our old fashions and our samples, which I poured a little heavy um but i no, did you
1: have to add, i poured a little heavy that's not <laughs> half a bottle heavy justin but i
0: had had a good portion of it yes i would say um because it is perfect for sitting Why by a didn't fire you tell
1: me you tried it i thought you knew i didn't know
0: oh i didn't know that I um, thought we were. I, try- I was, was about mystery. to say
1: earlier, trying for the first time too on the show, <laughs> that would have been a lie. <laughs>
0: well, for for me, anyways. Um, I, this I is really
1: you- good, and you've just been what? <laughs> just so hiding it from me downstairs. <laughs> you could just go into the basement and you're throwing you, back the dark rye?
0: You know where the bar is. Um, the, yeah, this is perfect. On I, we're gonna get more bottles of this because during winter. Perfect on a cold day. Yeah, to sit by our or to sit around a
1: fire or just a fire or, pit. Yeah, this or is, a fire pit. I yeah. just can't believe you. It's I'm not going to get over this one for a little geez. bit. Hiding so, your whiskey drinking from me now. Just a
0: little behind baseball. So we're at a smaller table right now until we get our official setup. Behind downstairs. baseball. Yes, that's what. It, that's just kind of what it's called. I um, don't care. I'm just <laughs> upset with you. <laughs> we have our computers in front of us because we got like our stats and stuff up that we wanted to point out. Any notes we decided we wanted to talk about. And we sit across from each other, and she's just glaring at me across our microphones, across the computers. Um, yeah, just giving me a look for sure.
1: <laughs> this is really good bourbon, and we have a. Ha- I'm just now.
0: It's not bourbon. indulging it's in the rye. taste. Okay.
1: <laughs> I. It is. It's a rye whiskey. It's not bourbon.
0: Yes. I just said that bad on I knew my it would part. Get me more in yeah. trouble.
1: <laughs> no, I need to be correct. No. Nope, nope, (laughs) no. Those words did not finish coming out of my mouth. I did not say them. (laughs) No. But I am just now trying this amazing rye whiskey. And you know, this is where it gets bad.
0: Are you sure you didn't try it?
1: I did not try this. I
0: thought we tried it together.
1: No. Oh. We tried no
0: I'm, I'm pretty sure we tried a no, small sample we of didn't it. no
1: no you're thinking of red cabin we had red cabin on the show last week which is yeah. one that i bought with you for you when i was with my mom
0: but i thought and we t- tried
1: no we had no nope, you cannot one. back i have never tried this this is really good i would know if i tried this because there's port in it and it really you can tell there's it tastes really good. It's really good. And you're trying to distract me from what I was going to say. Oh. And I'm very sorry to everybody hearing this.
0: Grab a drink. <laughs> listen to us, Bicker. That's part of the fun of the but show. But you
1: know that I'm really getting into rye right now. Yeah. And I had never really been into rye before. I was always just bourbon, bourbon, bourbon. And I'm really getting into rye. And this is a special rye because it's dark rye. And there's not any other rye. on on the shelf like it and you have drank us half a bottle of it and i haven't even gotten to try it
0: the good news is this is (laughs) like a really good price point (laughs) 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 it's under 50 (laughs) dollars, under 40 even so it's a really good price point so we can get another bottle very easily
1: we will be getting another bottle
0: yeah i hope so it's really good (laughs) (laughs)
1: all right now
0: basil hayden also has a bourbon they have their dark rye they have a tenure they have the toast that miranda talked about they have a red wine cask finish and then they have one that i really really want to try it is available near around us this is called subtle smoke
1: Okay, I'm gonna, take, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna take it drink. downstairs and drink half of it, and then tell you, oh, let's try this. Anyway, continue. A mellow
0: smoke character with a hint of sweet vanilla. Like, Ooh. you know, I like smoke drinks anyways. Mm-hmm. I put I put smoke sugar in my Old Fashions, so that sounds really good. I want to try it. They also, if you go to their website, which is a nice looking website, they have a cocktails um section. And there's a cocktail that I haven't heard of that I want to try called the Redwood. Take, which is what broke my ankle, so it's funny that I want to try it. But um, taking inspiration from exploration in the forest, the Redwood features fruit notes from dark rye. It's made specifically with this. So it's one part basil hayden dark rye, three-quarter part sweet vermouth, three-quarter part Pedro Ximenez sherry, which we had a bourbon that was finished in Pedro Ximenez casks. Do you remember what that was? Was that Derringer? Mm-hmm. Was it? Anyways, yeah, I thought I so. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. It so is. that goes in this drink. Um, also some mezcal, dash of chocolate bitters, which we'll need to get, and you garnish it with three coffee beans. Ooh. Yes, that just the picture of it, and just the sound of it. I I gotta try that. I'm normally an old fashioned guy. You know that. The audience, if you're listening to us, obviously this is old-fashioned football. You know that, but I want to try the Redwood. Maybe it'll make my ankle feel a little bit better from when the Redwood tripped me. (laughs) You're still angry. I'm not pleased. (laughs) She won't even look at me now. (laughs) She's just Um, like staring um, down. Just
1: to confirm, it was um, Rabbit Hole's Derringer is finished in the Pedro Ximenez cherry casks. Yeah,
0: I thought so. And the dog's coughing on us. Um, Anyways, don't forget to like, subscribe, follow. Do all that stuff. Follow us on Twitter. As of tomorrow morning, we will be adding Monday Night Players who may be worth picking up only on our Twitters. So Make sure you follow. All
1: that stuff helps us. Jump in the Discord. Send Justin or me your questions on Twitter for our mailroom.
0: Yeah, every little bit helps us out. Um, and we we just appreciate you joining us each week um, through 16 shows now. Um, and Miranda, I think you can agree. This has been a lot of fun, hasn't it?
1: It's been a ton of fun. until As much as we argue. Out,
0: until you find out I drink. About
1: oranges and <laughs> you drinking in secret our whiskey. I just can't believe you. I can't believe you.
0: Orange Gate is over, but now we have <laughs> Orange Gate this might
1: is. be reopened.
0: Yes, uh, you got a tangerine that you bought in there. I know
1: <laughs> we have a whole, we have a lot of tangerines left that <laughs> yeah. we have to go through.
0: <laughs> you know, we've had a lot of fun. We hope you've enjoyed it um, because you guys, are, the listeners, are what it's all about. So you know, tell your friends about old fashioned football.
1: I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, go for it. I don't think I said it. I don't think we mentioned how this. Dark rye is in an old fashioned. Oh, it's delicious. It is. Go get yourself a bottle of Basil little Hayden's dark rye. Yes. You won't regret it. Make yourself an old fashioned or cocktail of your choosing. It's good. It yeah. stands out in yeah, the it cocktail. Does.
0: I don't make I my. I just
1: f- wanted to point that out that it stands right. out. Not all whiskeys and bourbons. Or rise, like this stand out, this stands out.
0: It complements the like the sweetness of the cherries and stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. Um because I don't like to make the old fashions too sweet. And so I think this just complements it very mm-hmm. well. Well, um, anyways, tell your friends about old-fashioned football. Come for the bu- football, stay for the whiskey. Miranda, do you have any final thoughts?
1: My old fashioned is gone.
0: Going once, going
1: twice. Sold. <laughs> Old Fashioned Football.